0: And that
1: lets you say here. True
0: form life, Green look-on. Welcome to another edition of exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. Thanks so much for being here for this edition of exploring Mind and Body. I always appreciate you being here, being part of our true form life community, and seeing what we have going on on each show. Now today we have Face Stenning. Coming at you, and she is an elite athlete. She's a professional Spartan runner, and she's gonna talk about all kinds of tips and takeaways. From What it's like to compete at such a high level she talks about mindset which which is one of my favorite parts she gives tips and suggestions on how you can have more time during the day to get your workouts in and one of them here is that one of my notes here said minimize your excuses and one of the things she does is she has a pair of shoes everywhere. In her car, in her office, in her boyfriend's car, maybe in the office next to her. (laughs) But she has all kinds of different suggestions and tips just like this. She's going to talk about her background, how she got into running, and how she found this Spartan running. And now competing at such a high level, she was actually number three in the world. As a professional Spartan runner, she's working to be number one, but it's an incredible story, so many takeaways, and personally, I found so much inspiration just from listening to Faye talk, hearing about her training schedule. She touches a bit about on nutrition as well, but so much going on here, so sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up
1: on... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia.
0: All right, welcome to Exploring Mind and Body. We have Faith standing with us online. So without further ado, welcome to show, Faith.
1: Hi, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: It's our pleasure. So today we're going to be talking about Spartan running and not just any Spartan running. We're going to be talking about professional Spartan running. Now, is this, is this something that many people know about, that it, there's actually a professional level that you can achieve or get to in this sport?
1: Yeah, I find, you know, in Canada, it's not too well known. I know back when I was running, you know, in 2013 is when I started the sport and I remember, you know, I was going to all these Canadian races and doing quite well. And then my boyfriend and I kind of, you know, decided, hey, why don't we're doing these races? Why don't we go do them in like kind of cool destinations? So, you know, we started to go to Vegas and and go to these fun spots in the States to race them. And one, you know, uh, Matt the Bear, I don't know, as he's kind of a, a legend in Spartan racing, he came up to me after the race and kind of informed me that the girls that I was running with do this full time. And I had no idea what he was talking about. I'm like, what do you mean full-time? Like, how is this their job? We're running through mud. (laughs) So that was back in like 2013, 2014, that I kind of found out about the pro team. And yeah, you know, it's now that it's on NBC Sports, it's kind of grown. And yeah, we have a legit pro team with 10 girls. Well, last year, the team might be changed this year. But last year, there was 10 girls in the world on the team and 10 guys on the team. So yeah, it's uh, obviously not at the place right now where we're making tons and tons of money. But if you're good enough and get in on the podium spots, you can uh, do pretty well for yourself.
0: And is that prize money? Is, is you guys- yeah,
1: so, you know, a combination of prize money and sponsorships and and stuff like that. So it's kind of a little bit of money here and there that hopefully if you're, if you're good enough and you're good at marketing yourself and all that, that the idea is that, you know, it. It all adds up to something that you can live off.
0: What were you doing before that? And how did you get into, I'm sure that you didn't just start running.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no, I've I've been running for years, like years and years and years, like way back, even in high school, you know, my gym teacher at the time, like, you know, we'd run one lap around, or this was actually in junior high, we'd have to run one lap around the school in gym class as like a warm up before we started our basketball games or whatever we were doing that day. And the gym teacher totally noticed that I was kind of a freak when I came to running. (laughs) She, you know, called up my mom and my aunt and convinced them that, you know, you got to put your daughter in track. You really got to put your daughter in track. So, you know, I owe a lot of my success to to her, that gym teacher way back when I was quite young, because she really uh, got me in the right sport and, and noticed the talent that I had and then i ran competitively through university um at the university of calgary on the dinos team and you know was it was a really strong runner there was like all canadian but wasn't quite at that level to you know make a push for the olympics or anything like that i was wasn't quite that talented and it was funny because i was always kind of like strong like i had this like I was like a skinny distance runner, but I had like, I could do like a weird amount of pushups and a weird amount of pull-ups. It was just kind of like not conducive to running. My coaches (laughs) were always like, why is your upper body so strong? And I'm like, I don't know. So yeah, I just sort of fell into Spartan racing. Honestly was just doing it for fun. I was really burnt out of, of just running. So I started to go to the weight room and do some circuit trainings and fun stuff like that. And naturally the training that I did kind of, really conducive to these races and just kind of got hooked and mostly hooked on just kind of the the community and the you know you you run these fun races and you go drink beers after with like 50 of your buddies and that's kind of what kept me kept me in it and then when I got signed on the pro team I kind of knew this was the real deal and I wanted to make a push to you know be the next next star in the sport
0: what high school did you go to
1: I went to Western Canada High School.
0: And then from Western... Yeah, here in Calgary. From Western, you went to... Then you went to the university and started running for the... Yeah. Dinos?
1: For the dinos, yeah.
0: Okay. And then after that, you just... What were you doing? Were you doing anything in between?
1: So, yeah, I was kind of... You know, I 2012 is when I graduated and there was like a year, maybe a year and a half there that I was pretty burnt out from running you know, university runners, we've run a lot and that's pretty much all we do. And I was just sick of it. Like, and I just kind of went to the gym to just, sometimes I do some sprints on the treadmill, but that was like kind of all my running. I just, I really spent a lot of time in the gym getting strong and I was the personal trainer at the time. So I just kind of did a variety of different activities, but nothing really serious in terms of running. And I remember one day I just was like, I got to start running competitively again. Like I just like something in me, like I'd given my body a rest and I was over my burnt out phase. And it was just like, I was ready to start pushing my body again, but I was definitely burnt out after university and I needed a bit of a break. This is David Hermita from the great state of Texas. Stay right there. We'll be right back on exploring mind and body.
0: Body word from our sponsor, Puridyme. Puridyme is a plant-based digestive enzyme company. They specialize in gut health. So if you have any digestion issues, gas, bloating, indigestion, these are the guys you want to see. So if you head over to Puridigm.com slash Drew Taddea, this is my landing page. All you have to do is enter in the code word, my first name, D-R-E-W for your 10% off. Once again, that's Puridigm.com slash Drew Taddea. So what does training look like for you now? I'm interested to hear, you know, how often you train, what kind of training you do. What can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah. So training's like training's really, it's really fun for obstacle course racing because it's very um, varied. I mean, it's not like we're, we're running two runs a day every single day. You know, there's a lot of different aspects that you need to be a good obstacle course racer. So because of that, your week is very varied, which makes it a lot more and more enjoyable, especially coming from someone that has always just ran every single day. The variety is awesome. So, in season when I was in the NBC, getting ready for the NBC series races, you know, I was I wasn't working and I was training like three times a day. Usually, you know, I do run every day, so there's always some sort of run every day, and then the and then my other sessions are in the weight room, either doing kind of heavier, just strength workouts, or they're doing more kind of CrossFit style workouts, but, but highly motivated, modified CrossFit kind of making it more Spartan specific. So, you know, circuits like that. And I do a lot of stuff with a sled. So do a lot of sled pushes and sled pulls. I spend a lot of time working on grip strength. So I'm hanging off bars, like all day, like all the time. Heavy carries is a huge part of Spartan racing. So, you know, I've got a bucket and I've got a sandbag and I'm, I'm constantly carrying these weights up and down hills. Uh, you know, even I have a day, a couple of days a week where I throw the spear and there's days that you have your skill days. So you're just going over walls, climbing ropes and that sort of stuff. So, I mean, I could go on and on and on. It is very intensive. That's why I had decided to leave work because the training was so demanding because the girls that you're up against, you know, I knew that some of them weren't working and if I wanted to be at their level, I, you know, it's not like I can find more hours in a day. I needed to, to make a sacrifice. So yeah, it's been good.
0: So with some of these Obstacles, spear throwing, climbing walls that may be difficult for the average person to find. Where are you going to you have a specific facility? Is this in your backyard? What are you doing to get through these training sessions?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Cause I, I when I first started Spartan racing, I was so annoyed because it's like all these girls in the States had these like Cool, sweet gyms that they were going to, and their like husbands built these obstacles in their backyard. And I was so angry because I'm like, this is so unfair. I don't have access to this stuff, so I felt like it was a huge disadvantage. But you, you just gotta like make it. Like literally, I went to Home Depot and I bought buckets, and so that's that's all the heavy carry obstacles. And in, in Spartan racing, you know, I can train for that by just buying a bucket or a sandbag. So that's kind of the number one thing that I would say you need. My dad built a spear target in his backyard. So I go to, when I go to my dad's place for, you know, Sunday night family dinner, before we sit down and have dinner, we all go out and throw the spear. And then there has been a couple of obstacles, of course, gyms that have opened up in the city, CoreFit being one, and Ninja Nation, which is another one. So I do go to those gyms too kind of go over the walls and that sort of stuff but you know you just got to be creative like if you go to a gym you know you notice there's chin-up bars and all that stuff so like hanging from those is going to help your grip and a lot of CrossFit gyms even have ropes now so so there are I guess there are facilities that you that do have these skills that you can practice you just kind of got to go search them out they're not always in your typical gym
0: and tell me about and
1: bouldering uh, bouldering is another thing that's just something that really really helps your grip strength so any going to any climbing gym is is huge helpful too and the number one thing is i think having access to good trails and good mountains because a lot of the races are up and down mountains so here in calgary with the rocky mountains so close it's kind of a perfect place uh,
0: how often would you do some type of trail run
1: oh like like maybe three times a week. Yeah, I'd I'd say three times a week in the in season and then maybe in the off season, maybe just once a week, just because, you know, I'm still working right now. But so I I run a lot on my lunch hours. So I'm running from the office. So a lot of my running is still primarily done on the road, which isn't really ideal. But it's just for convenience. just kind of has to be done that way. So,
0: so for off season, how let's say how long are your distances when you're when you're running on your lunch hour?
1: You know, my lunch hour, like I just have a typical lunch hour. So, you know, most of my runs are just an hour on my lunch hours. But you know, I wasn't working for a long time while the NBC series was on. So, I'd run sometimes an hour and a half in the morning and an hour and a half in the evening. Sometimes I'd run just three hours in one um, get go. So yeah, it kind of varies, but generally most of my recovery runs and runs during the week are around an hour, and then I try and get out for sometimes up to three hours runs on the weekend.
0: You say that like it's like someone wakes up in the morning to go to work. Is, that, <laughs> is three hours a <laughs> long long time for you, or are you just like, eh, it's three hours, it's what I do?
1: Um, see, it, it would be long if I was running by myself on the road, but it's so different. I mean, I have so so many amazing training partners here in Calgary. There's such an awesome community of ultra runners of trail runners of road runners of triathlon triathletes of Xterra racers, like just all sorts of active people. So, you know, when we go out for a three hour run, it's like with a group and it's very social and it's very fun. And it's kind of awesome being a fast girl because you have all the kind of decent, like good, good guys or moderate guys are kind of at your pace. Like if you're at the top of, if you're the top female, your pace is kind of like, uh, you know, you have a lot of guys that you can keep up with. So you have access to a whole bunch of, of training partners. And I, I'm, they, I have tons of training partners and they all push me, but the reason it's not boring is because we're out in the mountains, which are just beautiful. But, I mean, we're talking like the whole three hours, like we don't shut up. And so the (laughs) time just like flies, like it's really, really fun. It's almost like going for a coffee date with someone except you're, you're exercising.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Except you're running for three hours.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you get, you get used to it. Yeah. It's funny. I, my dad actually says this too, because my dad was a very good runner as well. And he says, You know, it's almost harder for me to walk than it is to run. Like, you get so fit as a runner that, like, to me, walking is like tiring. Like, I don't want to walk. My body's so accustomed to running and all the muscles and the adaptations that, like, it gets to a point that, like, running almost becomes easier than walking. So,
0: (laughs) it probably feels you
1: get used to it.
0: It probably feels terribly inefficient for you.
1: (laughs) Oh, I know. Like, I could patient person. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like, I could run this in...
0: Five minutes, but it's going to take me 20 minutes to walk it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: I want to take a moment to tell you about Detoxify Yourself. Now Detoxify Yourself is really a personal story that I put together in a book for my clients and family and those interested in how I teach to live a healthy lifestyle. I had no idea it would become a bestseller in a major city, Calgary, Alberta, where I grew up. I was on Global News and I want to share more about it with you right now. So Detoxify Yourself talks about the main food substances that I choose to avoid, which is no gluten, dairy, soy, or GMOs. So this is a 30-day meal plan that avoids all those substances. It also talks about the toxins not only we put in our body, but we put on our body as well and the toxins we surround ourselves with like a toxic environment. So if you want more details about detoxify yourself, if you want to kickstart on how to avoid these toxic substances, I have all the recipes laid out for you. I have all the information. It's very simple and easy to follow. So head over to trueformlife.com for more details. You said you're a faster runner. What kind of like... Uh, give me an I- idea. Well, I'm not a big runner myself, but I've had a handful of I've had a couple ultra runners on and death race runners on the show. Tell me maybe a pace so we have an idea of
1: you. Yeah, so I run like I run like my 10k time is 35:40. So that's like like 3:30. 3:30s per kilometer would be uh, 35 minutes. So I run 35:40, so I run just over 3:30 per kilometer for 10 K I haven't like done a, a half marathon or any like strict road races or stuff like that for a really long time. So I don't have those numbers. All I have is my 10 K time. I'm kind of more into the trails now. So it's hard to compare race times when you're, when you're on very terrain and it's not a, a set distance, but yeah, I could run for sure under an hour, 20 and a half marathon. And, um, <laughs> I, I haven't done a, a marathon yet. I don't think I will maybe one time I will just to kind of have a sweet time or something, but, (laughs) and and in terms of ultras and all those crazy long distance runs, I'm not going to say I'm against them. I'm just, I'm not that interested. I just, for me, like running is something I'm obviously doing now pretty seriously and professionally, but it's something I want to do kind of for the rest of my life. And I just think that the risk of blowing out your knees or, severely damaging your, your body to run these insane distances. You know, I don't know what would happen to me. Like now I'm only 27. If I'm, you know, 20 years from now, I'm 47 and I had all these ultras behind me. Would I still be healthy enough to run or would I have used up all my running, you know, all my running capacity and my body's just like, we're done. So, so I'm not into the super, super long stuff just because I just, think it's kind of crazy in terms of injuries and training for it and yeah so i'll probably just keep it to the spartan beast distance which is you know 25 kilometers and it does take like three hours to run the beast just because of all the obstacles so but yeah nothing nothing too too long
0: so with these if you're running three and a half or let's say four <laughs> with obstacles, yeah. aren't you running? That's long dis. That's a long ways. I mean, that's probably I couldn't even guess. Like that's quite far. That's much further than ten um, miles, isn't it? Or ten clicks?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like the so the beast distances can be like twenty five kilometers, which you know I can run twenty five kilometers in like you know like an hour and a half, but it takes three hours to do. The race, because of the elevation, so like a lot of times you're not even running, you're, you're power hiking, because these races are up mountains, and then when they throw in, okay, now you have to like cl- climb this section of the race with like a 60 pound sandbag on your back, then that really, really slows down your your mile splits or kilometer splits, and then you're go- doing these obstacles. So the distance isn't that long, but the time that you're out there. It is very long.
0: And do you feel like you have a bit of an advantage being so close to the Rocky mountains?
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. Huge advantage. Like, I mean, a lot of the protein this year, they were living in Colorado, which, you know, probably would have been a better place to live. Cause there are, I don't know if the mountains are any better, but it's at, a you know, you can, it's at a higher altitude, which is like really important for Spartan racing because our world championships race is always at altitude. So a lot of uh, the professionals and people that take the sport really seriously actually do live at altitude for a fair chunk of the year. But yeah, it's definitely an advantage being able to go out to the mountains for sure. So coming back to
0: professional Spartan runner, how did that work? Did someone with your times and such, you qualify, and they just Sorry? said.
1: So what basically happened is I got a call from like Spartan and they were looking to fill one more spot on the team. So, they just like kind of interviewed me and I just kind of was, you know, I was pretty confident. I'm like, look, like I think I should be on this team. I think I said that I think I should be on the Spartan Pro team because I beat the Spartan pros at (laughs) world championships last year. And I mean, I didn't beat all of them, but I did beat a fair chunk of them. And I just was like, I like, they didn't really, they knew I was good, but they didn't know how good, because I was kind of hiding in Canada. Like I wasn't doing a lot of the big races because, There, it's expensive to go fly to Pennsylvania and run an NBC race when you don't have any sponsors or anyone paying the bills. So I basically just, I remember telling them, I was like, if you guys, you know, allow me to be on the pro team and cover my costs and allow me to compete, like I'll do everything in my power to be one of the best racers in the world. And I came out too short. So I'm the third best in the world. I was third at world. So Wow. I still have two more people that I need to chase down, but <laughs> I think they were a little hesitant about putting me on the team. But I think kind of what got them was kind of my confidence that I was like, as long as I'm given this opportunity, I'll make sure that I make I make it worth your while and my while and do the best I can. So, yeah, so it was kind of it was a, definitely a good year for me. <laughs> I
0: want to take a moment to tell you about Complete Truth Protein. Now, Complete Truth Protein is a whole food supplement. This means it's made with whole foods being quinoa and hemp hearts. Many times when we look at conventional supplements, our body has a difficult time absorbing, digesting, and utilizing all the nutrients, which is why I always prefer and suggest whole foods. So if you look at Complete Truth Protein, it's, it's a plant-based product. It's gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free and GMO-free, it's also a raw product. So we're looking at all kinds of ways to improve your health that's going to be easy to utilize, digest, and absorb, and more than anything, burn off as energy. The very first thing customers tell us is they can't believe how much more energy they have from adding Complete Truth Protein to their smoothies. So head over to hempy.ca slash CTP. Now, if you want 15% off, all you have to do is enter in EMB in the description discount code hempy.ca ctp tell me about that confidence and mindset of some of the well the obstacles the terrain the people you're training against
1: yeah it's fun we so we usually the guys well at most all in all the races the guys go off 15 minutes before the girls in the elite wave and then like us girls get like to the top girls that you know catch up to to the guys and we're the great kind of racing them we're in different categories so Obviously it doesn't matter, but it's fun racing against these guys because you're not really directly competing against each other. So I just find the guys are just so helpful and they're always pat me on the back and like, it's just, it's just really motivating atmosphere. So that's like really fun, but it, you know, and having confidence going, being on NBC, like I was on NBC sports like six times this year and having to race at this level all year, like confidence is really everything. I think that to be a good athlete, you literally, even if you know deep down, deep, deep down that you might not win the race, when you start, when you step on that start line, you need to convince yourself that you're winning the race and that this is your day. And yeah, I constantly practice and positive self-talk and, you know, mental toughness. And that's like a part of my training. That's not just something that I just like woke up one day and I'm tougher than everyone else something that I constantly work on and that isn't actually incorporated into my training so yeah that's the mental game is huge especially as you can imagine when you're out running at altitude with very little oxygen and you're an hour into the race and you're hurting really bad and you know it's not going to be over for another two hours you you need to figure out a way to, to push through that and that's something that I think is, you know, it comes down to pain tolerance and just dealing with what we call the suck or being comfortable with being uncomfortable, which I probably say too much, but is probably my favorite quote.
0: And then on that same level, what are the things, if someone were to say, how can I gain confidence? I mean, that's a, it's a pretty difficult question, but I mean, there's different things you talked about, a positive self-talk, but I think sometimes, I mean, confidence comes from within. Some people would say we're born with it. Other people say you can work on it. For those that want more confidence, for those that would probably look up to you with the things that you're, are accomplishing now and have accomplished, what would you tell them?
1: Maybe I owe my confidence to having great parents. You know, I come from a family that like, you know, I woke up every morning and my mom was like, you look gorgeous today, Faye," (laughs) And my dad was like, amazing 10 K time last weekend. And yeah, like my parents always showered me with, with confidence. So I think advice I can give to people is if you have people in your life that don't think you're awesome and don't compliment you or don't, and not only compliment you, but don't support you and or or talk down to you or like get rid of those people. Like that's just not going to do anyone any good. So surround yourself with people who, who are your fans and who are your cheerleaders and who are there for you and you're there for them just like I was talking about like you got to practice it like you know you got to wake up every morning and and look at yourself in the mirror and you know say to yourself like I'm gonna have a great day today and I'm gonna conquer this and get this done and yeah really believe that like so whatever and if you know you're having confidence issues or or anything like that writing down things you like about yourself and even in a notepad a notepad is kind of that may sound kind of lame or but You got to figure out how to have it because you're walking around with your head down every single day. I just don't think that you're going to achieve what you want to achieve.
0: And I want to talk about work-life balance a bit here. When you were working, like, you know, you say you took some time off, but when you were working, how were you able to train at a high level?
1: Ideally, I wanted to train twice a day and I'm not a morning person at all. So I knew that my two opportunities to train were kind of at lunchtime and after work. And I just, I just made everything convenient. So I have like a pair of running shoes everywhere. Like at every, like I have a pair in my boyfriend's car. I have a pair in my cubicle at work. I have them like, just even if I'm carrying my purse, I have a pair of running shoes. So whenever I have some time, an hour, I just like throw my running shoes and like make it happen. Go for a run.
0: Thank you so much. That was awesome. I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your, your story with us and all your information. is It's it's incredibly inspiring. And I'm sure that that's not the, I guess you're just getting started here. I wish we had a bit more time, but uh, maybe we'll have you on again in the future and you can let us know how your travels and professional career is going.
1: Yeah, I would love that. Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right, that's gonna wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thank you for your downloads, your shares, everything that you do to contribute to the show. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. I hope you enjoyed that interview from Faye. I did without question. It was so cool to be able to sit down and talk with her and learn more about what it's like to be a professional Spartan athlete. If you're looking for a little help to get boosted in the right direction, maybe you need some professional advice. Yourself with a proper program, head over to trueformlife.com. We have a free 10 day fitness challenge. We send you a brand new workout each day. Workouts take 20 minutes or less. Just like Faye was saying, <laughs> you don't always have to get an hour or longer in. Get in a short, efficient workout. There's no equipment required. We teach you how to use your body as the machine. We're going to send you tips along the way. And it's just a great way to boost yourself in the right direction. Maybe you want to start a program. Maybe you want to get in a little better shape for the holidays or whatever season it may be. Again, that's at trueformlife.com. And we got more details going up there. All these past shows can be found on exploringmindandbody.com. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, True Taddea in health and fitness for a better world.